This is Fundraising Radio, and today our guest speaker is Tolfakar L. Amari, angel investor at InvestPro Inc. And today we're going to talk about angel investing, uh, pros and cons of being a solo angel investor versus joining a syndicate, investing during the coronavirus, etc. So, Tolfakar, let's kick off by you giving us some background on yourself and on InvestPro Inc. Uh, sure. So uh, my name is Dolphakar. Again, thank you so much for the introduction. Uh, people call me Dolph. It's easier that way. Um, a lot of uh, my colleagues, they call me Dolph and friends and family. Uh, and I kind of got used to it. So it's okay to call me Dolph. I am a, a senior software engineer. Uh, that's what I do for a living. I love uh, my field. I've been doing software engineering for the last 10 years. I uh, work currently for a robotics company and develop software for the robotic division. I like to invest in startups because I like uh, uh, investing in brilliant engineers and uh, with a great potential and uh, a great problem to solve. That's mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I like about angel investing because there are a lot of uh, great, uh, don't want to say kids, but a lot of young <laughs> people, a lot of young people <laughs> with massive, uh, uh, massive ideas and uh, uh, potential. So. If I can, I started a couple of startups before, and now it's time since that I have a little bit of money saved, I can uh, also invest, not only create startups, but also invest in uh, brilliant engineers. So that's how I got into angel investing. That's really interesting, actually. And <laughs> from your background, I understood that it sounds like you're interested in investing in students especially tech, uh, technical students is that about exactly. right yeah uh, students uh seasoned uh, uh entrepreneurs as well uh -huh. I, I like both of them students That's... and seasoned people with with uh, great products it's all about the product constantly uh, if the product is good there is a lot of potential then i am all in if the product is uh, is mediocre, then I stay away and steer out of the the, the company, no matter how uh, interesting they make it to look. Right. Uh, I, I would like to. Uh, usually, my criteria is software, uh, hardware. But when it's hardware, it has to be within either. Uh, so, uh, uh, solar energy or renewable energy in general or robotics. That's where my uh, expertise comes in handy. I could lend them a hand in, okay, you are doing this correctly, you are not doing this correctly. And also I, I feel more comfortable because as you know, uh, the, the hardware industry is much, much harder uh, oh, yeah. to take off than the software industry. Definitely. And we all know why, and uh, like there, there will be another uh, two-hours talk just about why the, the hardware. <laughs> so we're not gonna get in in, in details with that. Definitely but, not. Yeah. So, uh, so you said that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. So you said that, but the, the, this question just really interests me. You said that you're yeah. investing in uh, students who are uh, software technology, who are developing some software or hardware technologies. How do you source yeah. your deals? How do you find those students? 
Uh, I do have uh, a, a large network, uh, Constantine. So I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of investors. They invite me to deals. I uh, uh, Google as well. I uh, attend meet uh, me meetings mm -hmm. and events with a lot of uh, 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 pitches, like uh, tech uh, pitches. And I invest uh, like there. I just go to them and talk to them and see how I feel about this person. It's all about investing in the CEO. It's more, to me, the CEO is more important than the product itself. Then secondly, the, the product itself. So if the CEO is capable, he is knowledgeable, have experience in the field he's talking about, he's not talking like, uh, like uh, moons and stars. If it's <laughs> something like uh, doable, then I would invest. If not, then I pass to the next one and the next one and so on. Right. I think that what you just said is really interesting that you are sourcing your deals, uh, some of your deals through actual events, through pitched events. Can you mm -hmm. name some of those pitch events that you're attending? Because I think that's uh, basically a dream of any founder to just, you know, go to some pitched event and meet an investor there. Okay. So um, uh, one of the events I attended is uh, Ignite Capital. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, he is the CEO and founder of Ignite Capital. So he invited me to an event uh, there. I met a few uh, uh, intelligent people, investors, and also the, the, the startup founders. Uh, here, here is, uh, is a startup. So here, H-E-R-E. Uh, here, H E A R. It's a it's a very funny name. Uh, <laughs> it's a startup about uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Is if you know Kevin Costner, he is one of the founders, and he invested heavily in that because he likes the the product. So, what is the product? It's a it's a uh, an an app, if you will. If you go to a historic place, let's say you are driving by the highway then automatically it will tell you snippets, audio snippets about that area. What happened in that area back in the days, like 200 years ago, 300 years ago, who lived in here? It was like fun facts, why, mm -hmm. like to make your drive uh, go past uh, quickly. You know? That's, that's pretty interesting, yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. Sounds like there's a lot of tech as well. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and the, the founders are uh, like software engineers. They are brilliant. I like the idea of, uh, and then the, the model, the financial model is, is good and appealing. So I invested with, with them. The, the, the other event is UCLA. They have a great mm -hmm. uh, uh, pitch deck and event there. So uh, I, I go there. Uh, and uh, listen to people pitching ideas. So there were uh, an event uh, last month. Uh, I, I believe there was uh, eight or nine uh, pitches and they were all like nice and um, interesting to invest in. So, so those are like a couple of events. Um, online, I do a lot of uh, deal sourcing online. I 
join uh, like websites that uh, uh, send deals to me within the criteria I would like. Mm -hmm. uh, Stock Engine is one of them. I really like the idea. I really like the the the, the founder of the of the website. So I invest with them. Seed Invest is another website that right. I go look and. Yeah, and friends and family, they, they they know that what I like and they just like pitch me deals here, go check this, go check that. That's how I source deals. That's really cool. So here I would actually like to talk a little bit about how do you invest right now during the coronavirus time? So are you still actively investing or are you just waiting for, for the whole uh, no, dust to settle? No, I never stop, uh, <laughs> never stop. Uh, investing, I think with any pandemic, any market crisis, there is uh, a lot of opportunity. Uh, as long as you know what you are doing and you do it uh, carefully and uh, calculate your risk reward, you should you should be able to invest with, with during those tough markets. For example, there was a company that uh was pitched to me to build uh, uh beds hospital beds and i really like the idea really like the the ceo i know the ceo he's a friend of mine and i was like in let me know how i could help you and uh, i end up uh, investing thousands of dollars with them um, that's really cool that's that's yeah. the importance of the network right here yeah yeah, it's it's a powerful uh, it's a powerful tool that I uh, used all of uh, my life. Basically, I like my network. Uh, they they tell me things that I would never uh, hear about if if I didn't have such a great uh, networking. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. uh, you said that you're sourcing your a lot of deals yourself, but I imagine that a lot of founders actually reach out to you themselves with the same yeah, their pitch yeah. decks or thank you for reminding me uh, a lot <laughs> of founders they uh, find me through linkedin so if uh -huh. anyone would like to pitch me a, an idea anyone who's listening to this uh, uh, uh meeting with me and you uh contact me via linkedin and a lot of people they do send me uh, messages some of them they are not very interesting to me. So I always be uh, clear and uh, uh, honest with them. Uh, this is not the field I like. Um, I will let you know if uh, I, I found someone who is interested in. And if the deal is good, then we, we go to the next step. Let's set up a meeting. Let's make a phone call and see how can I help. And that's how I get a few deals as well from LinkedIn. That's really cool. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a pretty and powerful Instagram, tool. Instagram, I never, I never, like, I was not approached by LinkedIn or, uh, I sorry, uh, Facebook or Insta. It's not uh, uh, geared to, towards, like, such, uh, uh, like, meetings or, like, pitches, you know? Right. So w w is your recommendation not to try to approach potential investors through Facebook or Instagram? uh no this is not uh, what i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is i never got uh invitations from facebook nor instagram uh -huh. does not Gosh. mean that it's not good but it, i just didn't 
like I, I didn't get um, uh, through that channel, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right. So sometimes yeah. I've actually heard how investors got really pissed off by being approached by the same founder on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. And they just say that, hey, people just try to approach me on LinkedIn. If I don't respond, that's it. Just I'm not responding. Don't try to use Facebook because it's my personal thing. Do you have the same sense that Facebook is more of like non-work related? Constantine, I feel like uh, it is my duty to, uh, to people to respond to them and tell them, hey, this is not the product for me. Uh, I do respect your product, but I'm not going to make a deal with you. It's mm-hmm. it's nice. It's nice to treat people with it's, respect. It's, like it's reply nice to, to them. I know some people they get busy, but I find like three, four seconds to just type in, "Hi, great product. I'm not interested." That's it. Yeah, but it's very important for your credibility as an investor not to be disrespectful and uh, blow people off. You have to always. Uh, I mean, within within time, within like the time limitations, I know everybody is busy. Everybody is uh, trying to do so many things, fit uh, many projects within a day. But if you can, I think you should uh, reply to your uh, uh, like people who are asking Absolutely. you like to pitch, you know? Absolutely. I think that practice. that's that's a really nice approach. I think that's that's what we all should do. And sometimes I promise to a person something like, hey, I'll, I'll reach out to you afterwards. And I don't really want to do this. I was just being nice. And mm-hmm. I still will reach out because, you know, I promise it's it's just exactly. being polite, exactly. you know, you it's, cannot, it's not so you hard. you cannot reach it to them, just like be honest with them. Right. Be frank. Tell them, okay, this is not, not, cup of, not my cup of tea, you know? Right. Absolutely. So let's go back from... From this sure. to uh, more of a fundraising questions. Uh, so you said you're a software developer yourself. And I was curious, when did you decide to actually start doing angel investing? When was the time when you were like, oh, uh, I, I was, like that. I'm going to write a check. It was recently. It was, recently, it was uh, 2019, to be honest. Nice. Uh, it's the start of my uh, angel investing journey. I uh, educated myself. I read a lot of books about the, the topic and... I felt like, okay, this is interesting. And I like math, so <laughs> you need to know your math in order to do angel investing. You cannot uh, do uh, guesstimation. You cannot do uh, like uh, hope for the better. This is not good <laughs> investing strategy. Uh, you want to uh, uh, analyze the deal very carefully and see if it makes sense to you or not. If it's good investment for your money or not. Otherwise, you will end up losing money, not like making money. Right. That's so my advice for uh, angel investors. Let's talk about math here a little bit. I don't hear much about math in angel investing whatsoever because most of it is just guts feeling what people say. And mm-hmm. let's talk what, in terms of numbers, what do you like to see during the presentation or on the pitch deck that you get? So I like to see a low valuation. So this is one of the first numbers that I look at. If the valuation is like 500 million, then this <laughs> has failed for me. 
if it is uh, 15 million or below, then okay, I am. I came early enough to be uh, a good, uh, like potential uh, investor. I will have in, like enough shares in a company to mm -hmm. like make decisions and uh, do like uh, productive things. If it's 800 million or like 900 million, and let's say I put a million, then it's one out of 800. It's not yeah, it's that nothing. much of like share, you know? This is yeah. one of the metrics I like. Uh, uh, cost per customer is another uh, number I look at. How much, uh, what's the CAC? What is the TAM? What is the total addressable market that you are targeting? Mm -hmm. Are you targeting a, a, a 1 billion uh, market, but your share is only 0.001%? Or are you targeting 100 million uh, total addressable market, but you have 80% of the market share? Which one is it? So right. you do the math right, you will see that the second example I gave you, the, the 100 million example, has more market share than the 1 billion mar uh, market, Definitely. but with a lower percentage. So when I talk about math, this, this is what I mean. You have to calculate and be, uh, like you have to have like the deep thought and the mechanics behind the deal analysis. You cannot, like what you said, I, I, I actually laugh at people when they say, oh, it's like a hunch, it's a guesstimation, we throw a money and then wait and then hope the market will <laughs> turn this money into like five or six multiplier. I tend to steer away from that methodology. It, it works for some people, but for me, like as, as Dolph, as me, I like I don't follow this. It's not, It's it does not convince me. Right, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't like to play Russian rule here as well. So let's, uh, we kind of touched on <laughs> yeah, to yeah. what do you yeah. like to see Great on analogy. the pitch deck? I don't like to play Russian roulette <laughs> unless it's a roulette in a, and it's a game and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> okay, we have pacifists here. So let's let's talk a bit about what you don't like to see on the pitch deck. So you said that a couple of things that you like to see in terms of valuation, market, etc. So what are the red flags that you see a lot? So, so okay, that's a good question. I like it. So it's not roses and flowers all the time. Uh, some of the things uh, that uh, the uh, the entrepreneurs do, they they sugarcoat everything we have the best market opportunity we have the best product we will give you uh 80 uh, percent discount on the series a uh, uh round mm -hmm. when when they talk like this this is a red flag to me especially mm -hmm. when i look deeper into the product is it is it gonna hit like that? Are they telling me the correct information? If I see any bit of, if it didn't pass the sniff test, as they as they say, then I steer away. So to answer your question, the things that they overpromise but they cannot deliver, like some high school kid, he is like promising, I'm gonna do this and this and this and this. 
Do you have the, the capability? Do you have any idea how much time and effort to build such a software or like <laughs> to build such a hardware? If true, then okay, you are my guy. If not, then okay, I totally respect your idea, but I have to pass. Right. So that's my, uh, that's my uh, theory. So you've mentioned something that I don't think I've ever heard about the sniff test. What is that? Can you go a little bit? The test is like basics. Like we are talking about basics. Okay, what is the product? Is it is it a is it a unique product? Is it uh, something gonna be a billion dollar uh, uh, company mm -hmm. later? Is it uh, is the 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 CEO have enough uh, uh, credibility and track record? to back up his allegations. Like, just like talking, like just like asking few questions, simple mm -hmm. questions, you you could tell, okay, this guy is seasoned, this guy, he knows the market, he knows his strategy, he gonna execute, he have a track record of executing great products and exiting, or he does not have none of the above, and then it is you are taking unnecessary risk. So back to our uh, example of the Russian roulette, <laughs> basically. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you two last questions that we'll wrap it up. So first sure. one, it's I often hear that uh, people recommend founders reaching out to professionals in the field. So for example, reaching out to uh, software engineers who have like. 10 plus years of experience and asking them to be their mentor and financial investor at the same time. Do you think that okay. makes sense to reach out to, you know, I know, uh, executives at, I mean, not executives, but software developers at Google or Facebook that clearly have money to invest? So what, what is the question? I did not get the question. I'm trying to figure out if it makes sense to reach out to those experienced, for example, software engineers uh, yeah. who might have money to invest, but are not officially angel investors? I think it's a good idea. I think uh, whoever uh, CEO of a company, if he have a great product, I think it's a good idea to talk to seasoned uh, software engineers and with, with money, of course, to uh -huh. invest and also uh, give uh, uh, directions. This is how you should do the the, the methods. This is how you should do the React uh, uh, API. This this technology you need to use. This is not the technology you should use. I think this is valuable. If they accept, that's a totally different different ball game. Like if a Google uh, software engineer who uh is busy have a busy life and have other uh, uh like projects that he is working on like making him agree to your terms uh, like depends on you basically definitely how is your negotiation negotiation tactics so it's not easy it's not i don't think it's easy to like have someone who have the experience to get on board to invest money, basically, and uh, uh, technical skills. Definitely. I don't think oh, anything... Good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, do right. I don't think anything fundraising is easy at all. So let's move to our last question, and then we're going to wrap it up. 
Sure. Last question is basically a standard thing that I ask, or at least I try to ask it every investor that I have on my podcast. And it's what would be your advice for someone really early stage who is just thinking of starting his or her company right now, thinking uh, first three steps he or she should take to get to fundraise? Uh, first, uh, understand your market, understand your product, make sure that the product is not a replica of already existing successful product. Uh, be yourself. Do not copy someone's uh, ideas. Uh, create your own ideas and be uh, uh, unique as much as possible. If you can achieve all of those, I think you will be uh, a great successful CEO. Uh, be honest as well. I always uh, emphasize on uh, this, uh, be respectful of the money of the investors because you need them for your next exit or mm -hmm. third exit and fourth exit. You do not treat them like, okay, I'm going to take their money. I'm going to spend it on lavish, uh, office supplies or like fancy watches or cars and then not build anything. I, I think you... <laughs> Whatever you promise, you have to keep your promises. I would rather uh, un under uh, under promise and over deliver than doing the opposite. Absolutely, I think those are like the key things. And yeah, your that's, that's, do not exaggerate. Yeah, that's that's a good advice. Do not exaggerate. That's important. Do not and yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thanks, Dolph. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Dolph yeah. now. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for coming up. Thanks for sharing your experience. That was a pretty inspiring episode, I think. Pretty positive one. Uh, so yeah. thanks. Great, great talk. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to do another uh, talk with you. <laughs> absolutely.